And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. And I thank you for tuning in today. You're listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. If you have any questions for me, you can send those to askandy at luinc.com. I answer those myself. Happy to uh, get into a dialogue with you there. Askandy at luinc.com. And wow, wow, we we are almost there. We are getting towards the the end of the year and. I don't know about you. It's it's hard to believe. It 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 seems, for me anyhow. And again, I don't know about you, but it seems like my years have been accelerating. They're getting faster, and I, I, I I've been thinking about that. I don't know. Is that because I'm getting older every year naturally, right? And each year of my life, as a percentage of my age, is getting smaller, right? That percentage is getting smaller. It seems like it's shorter as a as a result of that longer timeline or is it maybe and I've thought about this as well because I have a young child here at home that we're raising that's kind of driving me through my days driving me crazy sometimes but driving us onward keeping us keeping us busy in other words or is it because I retired from corporate America just last year became what we call real estate retired and am as a consequence living the lifestyle that I want doing what I want when I want where I want with whom I want with that little guy with my wife traveling all kinds of stuff staying busy again I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure but the year it does seem to have flown by for me how, how has yours been and if you have not already because we are nearing the end of the year this is a great time to pause and look back and reflect on the past year and if you set goals for the year and I hope you did then the question is, how did you perform? And this is a real estate investor radio show. So health goals aside, other goals aside, let's just focus on that real estate angle. And if you set goals around real estate investing, how did you do? Did you learn more about investing in real estate than you knew at the start of the year? That could have been a goal. Did you meet more people? In this space more fellow investors more contractors people to help you with the business I always set goals around those two things and maybe if you're just getting started did you buy that first rental house I know a good investor that just did or maybe invest in that first apartment syndication in any case take a look at those goals and see how you did and if you missed any why is it a good thing or a bad thing? What could have what could have changed the outcome? Really give that some thought before sitting down and thinking about the coming year. How did we do? Well, I'll tell you, we we exceeded our apartment investing goals, and I'm really excited about this. We hit the goal very early in the year, and we wound up getting into more syndications and with more capital invested than we had originally planned. We saw opportunity uh, come along during the course of the year that we absolutely had to seize and and we were prepared we were ready to seize that opportunity but the consequence again reflecting on those goals we did have to tap into funds that were planned 
to go towards single-family rental houses. So we did not hit, as a consequence of that action, we did not hit all of our single-family goals. Well, that's opportunity cost. And we saw a big opportunity that we had to take. Okay. Now, we did hit one important single-family goal, and I talked about this on a prior show. We, we did get a house sold. Great numbers. Great numbers. You can go to our radio show, go to our website, lifestylesunlimited.com, catch the uh, pod- podcast archived there, and give that a listen. But because of that sale, we're now very well positioned going into the new year from a capital perspective, um, better positioned to hit next year's goals. So, again, the old year soon will have passed. It will be behind us, and, it, and it's time to start a new one. So, again, thinking about those goals, what is what is your plan for the new year? What is your, your focus? Again, real estate perspective, what is your focus for the year? Because now is the time, if you have not done that already, now is the time to think about and set those goals, lay out that roadmap, and really get going. So we're going to talk about that today, possible goals, and we're going, again, real estate perspective, of course, talk about some possible goals. And, you know, I mentioned education and, and meeting new investors and contractors to help with our our business, I would set goals around that. Keep moving the ball forward and your net work is your net worth. So it is important to surround yourself with people that are doing this thing as well. That's why I always focus on meeting new investors as well as uh, attaining, finding new, new good contractors. Perhaps it's getting, setting a goal around getting out to X, whatever X is, X number of real estate events per month. That'll help you meet those people. Is that, is that one, is that two per month? Right. What is your situation? What what is attainable? I'll tell you, since we had a kid, that that changed our ability to do quite as much, or at least do it together. And you could of course set goals around buying X X number of houses, single family rental houses, or investing in X or Y Z, whatever number of apartment syndications, or maybe it's buying your own your own IRO, independent rental owner property multifamily, small apartments that you buy on your own. You can set goals around any one of those or all of those. Cash flow. We're going to start there. And just the why. Why why, why the focus on cash flow? And to talk about, to use a term that we do use at Lifestyles Unlimited, we talk about the cash flow snowball. I want you to set some goals around creating some cash flow, passive income, passive cash flow through real estate, because it's, it's kind of a magical thing. And once you get that cash flow going, we call it the cash flow snowball. Cash flow begets cash flow begets even more cash flow. This this thing really starts to build. And with one house, you may not see it, you may not quite feel it. But then you get a second one, a fourth, an eighth, and you really do. Trust me, you really do. But a bigger why perhaps, and I want to take a step back and look at this from a macroeconomic perspective. Um, zoom out, way, way out. And look at us as a nation. The uh, New York Fed, uh, part of the Federal Reserve, put out a, a report uh, not too long ago uh, on the prior quarter, and it's amazing. Household debt in the U.S. Uh, rose to $17.3 trillion. That's basically half of our federal debt, isn't it? $33, $34 trillion. Uh, but household debt stood at $17.3 trillion, led by mortgage debt, credit card debt, and student loan balances. They've got a graph on there, and the interesting thing, it's split into housing debt and non-housing debt, and the, the non-housing 
debt part of that equation, it's, it's getting bigger relative to the overall pie. And a big, big piece of that, well, it's credit cards. Life, look, living life is still expensive, expensive. And we've, we've seen that inflation, it's come, it's gone, it's gotten stronger, it's, it's ebbed a little bit, but we're still really dealing with it. And wage growth, unfortunately, has not kept up with inflation. So we're really losing at the net level, right? Wage is net of inflation. It's a negative number. We're losing at the net level as a nation, and we're dealing with it by using more and more credit cards. And in fact, we've hit a record, record credit card level of debt, exceeded $1 trillion, $1 trillion in credit card debt for the first time in Q2. And now in this prior quarter, we have exceeded even that. We have $1.079 trillion in credit card debt, highest it's ever been. Big numbers, scary numbers. So that's the macro picture. That's us as a nation. And of course, us individually will be doing, will be performing at different levels. So let's get away from the macro level and into the micro, into our individual situations, our families and our our lives. And I'll tell you, just with that macro picture in the background, it sounds to me like a really good time to add cash flow to our lives, doesn't it? More cash flow, more income, because wages are not going up well like we'd like to see. More cash flow to cover those higher utilities, more cash flow to cover the higher fuel bill at the pump, more cash flow to cover the higher food bill, more cash flow to cover the higher childcare costs if you deal with that, insurance, healthcare, schooling, the list goes on, car payments. So do goals around adding cash flow to my income sound good to me? Yeah, yeah, they do. They sure do. Again, why cash flow? That's one reason. Why cash flow? Another is that that is ultimately what will get you to your financial freedom. I opened the show by saying we're working on your financial freedom. How do we, how do we define that? That financial freedom. It's, it's essentially when you cover your monthly household expenses with passive income, income that you're not having to trade time to earn. It's not earned income. It's not active income. It's passive income. So when you've got to the point where we, we, we've covered those utilities and those fuel bills and that child care and those food bills and everything else, all those expenses that roll into our monthly bill, when you've covered that with passive income, that is financial freedom because you no longer have to go out and trade time for money in order to cover those expenses. Now, a lot of people keep working. I did. We hit our financial freedom. I couldn't even tell you when, but I continued to work. Because even better, what I wanted to do was replace my income. My income did exceed our expenses, so we were good there, not living month to month, not living check to check like a lot of people do. So we need to replace that income, wanted to replace that income, did it through cash flow. And you may have other goals, cash flow, you know, to cover travel, travel budget, whatever, whatever it may be, living that lifestyle. We want the cash flow. And again, going back to the macro level, it seems like a really good time to me to cover some of that debt outflow that we have in our lives and be prepared. That's really what it is, being prepared for any eventuality. We as a, as a, as a, as a nation, as individuals, have very high debt. And we as a nation, 33, 34 trillion, have an enormous debt. 
and and I wonder when the piper's going to come to collect his dues. So at least by adding that extra income, you'll prepare yourself a little better. That's why cash flow. Now, why equity? Why why wealth? Why are we adding that as a goal for the coming year? It's another angle to financial freedom. And I'll say that bigger picture, longer timeline, that when you achieve equity, when you build equity in your rental properties, whether apartments or houses, that can eventually feed into more cash flow. How is that? Well, you, if you build that wealth in that property, build that equity, at some point, just like we did, you may want to sell to cash that out. What do you do with that? You, you reinvest. And when you reinvest, you create more cash flow and more equity. So it builds. So you may want to sell to tap into that equity, or a lot of people I know, and we've done this as well over the years, do a cash out refinance to get to that equity. So that feeds into more cash flow, which feeds into, again, your financial freedom. And of course, it builds the balance sheet. When you have equity on your balance sheet, it makes us look more appetizing to lenders, specifically if I want to do that small IRO, independent rental owner apartment deal. I want to buy an apartment community by myself. Or maybe I want to be a syndicator. Well, I need to present my personal financial statement to the lender. And the more equity I have there, the more appetizing I am to them. So if that's your target path, that alone is a reason to build up that wealth. And again, thinking about that macro picture, equity, it can be a buffer in tougher times. So if that debt does come to, brings the piper to the fore and we've got to pay, well, you've got buffer. And ultimately, looking beyond our future and to our heirs, thinking about my little guy, generational wealth, building for the future for them. So quick break. When we come back, I'll ask the question, why not have both? Yeah, you can do both. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Need more unconventional wisdom that'll set you free? Subscribe to Lifestyles Unlimited on YouTube and binge content that will actually help you get where you want to go in life from people who are already there. With over 50,000 members and 32 years of proven success, there's so much more we want to share with you than what we have time for on the radio. On YouTube, we go beyond our shows and feature our best content from podcasts, interviews, expo, master's tour, fireside chats, special events, and more. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. Thank you for tuning in today. You're listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. And we're talking about goals for the real estate investor, thinking about the coming year. And I'm focusing specifically not on number of houses to buy or apartments or this or that, but specifically on setting goals around two things, cash flow and wealth or equity, we could call it. And we pose the, the, the why, why would I want to invest in cash flow? We pose the why would I want to set goals around wealth in the prior segment. And you may ask the question, well, does, does it have to be one or the other? Can... Can I not do both? Yeah. Yeah, of course you can. Now, we just talked about debt and how much credit card debt Americans have and mortgage debt is in there and student loans. And yes, on this program, we do encourage you to use leverage, to use debt when you acquire apartments and when you acquire houses. But this is debt that at the end of the day does cash flow. If it doesn't, don't do it. 
But because it's cash flowing, that also tells me that I'm paying the mortgage out of that rent that I'm collecting. Therefore, what's happening over time, my resident is paying that mortgage for me. And I'm keeping the net difference. I'm still cash flow positive. So over time, I have equity buildup as that mortgage balance, as that principal balance pays down. Equity buildup, market appreciation. We see that both with houses and apartments. And then unique to apartments. So I, I can't do this with my houses just the way that they're valued. Apartments are valued differently, and we have forced appreciation. And I'm not going to go into the details there, but uh, we do talk about the nuances, for example, at our free workshop. You can go to lifestylesunlimited.com. There's a button to register for that. But we talk about the various ways that we make money. And of course, the final is tax advantages. During a, the hold of the property, we have tax advantages. We protect our cash flow. If you're doing it right, you pay low to, to no taxes on that cash flow. And of course, when we sell, we have tax advantages as, as well. And at Lifestyles Unlimited, we teach you how to invest in both, both in single family apart, uh, houses as well as multifamily apartments. We do not focus. We do not focus on any other type of real estate. None of that commercial, none of that Airbnb, not flipping land, none of that. Just these two. Why just these two? You probably heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You got to have air to breathe, got to have food to eat, water to drink. And people need a place to live that's in there. And this need and the demand thereby for, for residential real estate is not going to go away. That's why we focus on houses and apartments. So with respect to your, your cash flow and your, your wealth goals, is one better than the other? Houses or apartments? Well, let's think about cash flow first. And... I will tell you, and I've been a, a single family investor for over a decade, coming up on 12 years now, and houses do tend to cash flow faster than apartments. So if you're looking to get into that, that cash flow quicker so that you can get that cash flow snowball rolling faster and sooner, maybe that's houses. Why, why is it faster? Well, scope of work relatively is smaller. It's one door. It's one house that we're having to go, even if it's a $90,000 repair budget or down to 20,000 or anything in between, it's not going to take us nearly as long to turn that house around and get it rented and get it cash flowing than apartments where you may be getting into 20, 30, 200, 300 doors that will simply take, take longer. It's like a little motorboat turning a little motorboat compared to a big Steamliner, it inherently will take longer to turn that big boy around. Plus, apartments often have a, a value-add component uh, where we're going in and, and maybe having to do a higher level of renovations, maybe taking them down to the studs. Not always, but it happens, and and that can add that can add time, make it lo take longer to stabilize, make it take longer to get to that cash flow. So, will you inherently see cash flow in both? Yes, apartments may just take longer. So, again, think about your goals. What are your cash flow goals. Now, is that always true of apartments? No. Uh, we do also buy what are called yield plays where basically they're stabilized. Somebody already went in and did the heavy lifting and we're just interested in the cash flow. And that can happen very, very quickly. We've invested in apartments that have started cash flowing in the second quarter in the past. So absolutely a possibility. Depends on your goals, what you're trying to do. Now, the other side of the coin would be the wealth and, and equity side of the, the equation of the coin. And I will tell you, 
When I started years ago, cash flow was very, very big on houses here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Equity, not so much. It was a lot thinner. In fact, that house that we just sold, when we went in, there wasn't a whole lot of equity. We did capture some equity, but just not just a ton at the outset. But right now, right now we're seeing very, very big capital gains in houses on the equity side. So what are we doing? We're finding a distressed house, a house that needs work. We're buying it at a discount, fixing it up, and then refinancing out of the, the construction loan that we've taken to, to buy that thing typically. And at the end of the process, I may see a 100% return. I may see even a 200% return on my cash invested, meaning I may have put 20 in and have 40,000 in equity at the end of the initial start period. So we double our money right at the outset on those houses. Apartments are very good for creating wealth as well, but they're a much bigger play because inherently they take more money to buy, to renovate, and the values were just playing at a different scale. I would start by looking at my personal situation. What is it I'm, I'm trying to achieve? Am, am I already real estate retired? Well, I'm there, so my goals may be different than yours. If you're still working in that direction, working towards that financial freedom, you're gonna wanna cover your monthly expenses. Well, that should be your overarching goal. And maybe not just for year one, it may be a multiple year thing. You don't have to do this all in one go, go or all in one year. Um, but what are those monthly expenses? If you don't know, well, that's, a, that's already a goal. Figure out what those are. What is that total, that total level uh, that's flowing out every month? And we wanna work up to this. But again, not in one go. What we'll then do is look at the individual expenses as well. And perhaps then identify for your goals a few to match. Make that your start. Uh, we call that chunking, cash flow chunking. We match a chunk of, of inbound cash, passive income, to a chunk of outbound cash. We'll flip that on its head. We identify a chunk of outbound cash that we want to marry to some passive inbound cash. And that becomes our, our new goal. Is it maybe maybe it's a mortgage payment on your personal house? Maybe it's the utilities to start with. Maybe it's the food bill. And I get it. Money coming in, money going out. Doesn't it left left pocket, right pocket? Does it even matter? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It makes it more concrete. It makes it more specific to think about that smart goal. So it absolutely helps to identify these things. So if I start with an example, you know, maybe your household expenses are $5,000 per month. That's what we want to work towards, but we will not get that in one go with one single family house. Now, let's say, I don't know, $1,000 of that goes to the mortgage payment with tax and insurance escrowed or not. Don't know. Let's just say $1,000. That could be your immediate goal for the coming year. So then the question becomes, okay, that's my cash flow goal. I want to create $1,000 in passive income for the coming year. Very doable for you. Very doable. Then your question becomes, well, let's say we're focused on single family houses. Well, how many houses do we need to meet that goal? Right there, we're getting, we're getting more granular. We're taking that bigger goal of 5,000 per, per month. We've narrowed it to 1,000 in passive income for the coming year. Now we're going to narrow it even farther by saying, well, how many houses do I need to attain? I would say that depends on what market you're investing in. We see anywhere from a net cash flow every month in our pocket of 200 to $600, depending on the market. Here in Texas, we've been dealing a lot with higher property taxes and insurance, so our, our cash flow is a little bit more compressed. Add on top of that the higher mortgage rates. But go across the country to Tennessee or to Georgia, up to Missouri, up to Kansas, 
we don't really have that tax or insurance burden quite like we do in Texas, and I see cash flow that is quite a lot, quite a bit larger. So it depends on the market. And if you are in Texas, of course you can invest in Texas, but can you invest in Georgia as well? Yeah, you can. Of course you can. Lifestyles Unlimited has the infrastructure in place to support you through the process and to educate you not only in, in buying houses and investing in houses and apartments in your backyard, but across state lines as well. So see how I've done that. Start with a big number, dial it down, and get even more granular. Maybe it's four houses, maybe it's three, maybe it's five. Determine that number. And then you could go beyond that, of course. Set goals to replace your income, right? That may be a bigger number. If you've already created some passive income, this might be where you start to think a little bit more in this direction. It's more of a challenge. And maybe you've already achieved your financial freedom, like I have. You've met your monthly expenses. You've replaced your, your, your income from the job. Maybe you want to go above and beyond. You know, again, thinking about travel budget, uh, maybe additional investing, a budget for that, right? Budget. I'm using that word budget. That, uh, again, implies sitting down and thinking about the future and setting goals. So that's from the cash flow perspective. And that's just a, that, those are just a couple of goals you might set or ways to think about this. I really encourage you to think on the, think about your debt and your monthly expenses from the chunking perspective. But what about on the other side of the equation, the, the wealth or the, the equity goals? What do those look like? Well, same question. I asked, do you know your monthly expenses? If not, figure those out. Well, here I would ask, do you know your net worth as it stands right now? If not, figure that out. And it starts by building a personal financial statement, or PFS. Look that up online. You can find a lot of examples out there, and we've done a number of shows on this topic. I know Al Gordon did one recently as well. Uh, you can go to lifestylesunlimited.com. There's a search bar at the bottom, um, and you can type in the topic, the keywords that you're looking for there. But once you figure out what is my what is my net worth, what is my what are my assets, what are my liabilities, the 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 balance is your net worth. Well, what kind of percentage gain perhaps do I want to see on the year? How do I want to grow that, that net worth? Perhaps in terms of a percentage gain or maybe just some net number. I want to add $100,000 to my net worth. Well, if you have 100000 now, boy, you've just done a 100% gain, haven't you? <laughs> Great. Maybe it's 200000 Maybe it's half a million. Maybe it's $1 million. Right? As those numbers get bigger, they seem less and less attainable to you, perhaps, from, again, the perspective of smart goals. But I know investors out there that have equity already and are cashing that out, just like we did on the sale of our house, and reinvesting. Is it possible for them? Yeah, yeah it is. And you can get there as well. So it may, be, it may be setting goals around growing that net worth. It may be setting goals, maybe you have kids like I do, or, or grandkids perhaps, and you want to think forward towards their future and build some net worth, some number each year for them. I find for a lot of people, that's their why. So maybe think in those terms. And then again, you can get more and more granular if you are investing in single-family houses. Well, what does your equity capture, what does your net gain through, through equity capture need to be? If it's apartments, what does that capital gain need to be and in how many years? Typically, apartments, you're not going to realize that gain quickly, right? We talked about why it takes a little bit longer for those to turn around. So again, setting goals around wealth or equity, how many houses or apartments does that point to for the year? And just one example, I pulled up one house. This is in the Houston area. Estimated out-of-pocket buying with hard money, $31,000. Estimated equity capture, get this, $66,000. 
if I buy this investment at the end of the day, I'm looking at over $90,000 in equity. I've more than doubled my money right there. I've tripled it. Great numbers. Can you do it? Absolutely. Here's another one. This is in Missouri. Purchase uh, estimated out of pocket twenty two thousand, estimated equity capture twenty seven thousand. That's over a one hundred percent return. I've doubled my money. So how many houses do I need to get to my net worth goal for the year? It's as simple as that. Now, maybe you're not sure. Okay, we're talking about cash flow. We're talking about equity. I just need to know how to buy a single family house, Andy. Well, if you're not sure how to do these things, start by getting educated. Set your goals around that. Lifestyles Unlimited is an education and mentoring group. We can help you we can help you figure out what those goals are and we can help you meet your goals. And there are a lot of events that we host that you can come out to that you can also attend in person as well as virtually. I've mentioned the free workshop. Again, go to lifestylesunlimited.com. Start there. Because if you're not sure where to start, that's the place to go. Make that your very first goal. And do that before the end of the year. So you can start the new year right. And get on the road to financial freedom and retirement and continuing to grow. Yeah, thank you for tuning in today. Remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. You have a great day. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.